When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We hope you're having a great day. Friday celebration. Smash that like button for us. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page. Podcasters, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you're there, you might as well follow or subscribe and download all the podcast apps and follow us on all of those. And that'd be really, really helpful. But a five-star review goes a really long way. And we would appreciate it. And as I say every now and again, if there's a podcast you enjoy, be it perfect like this one or imperfect like others, give it a five-star review because a four-star review is a one-star review. Same deal with your Uber or Lyft driver. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's five true. or just don't say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we got a fun one for you today. I know people love lists. People yeah. are big fans of lists, and boy, we've got one for you today. We'll be big fans of lists for the next couple of days. That's right. Yes. <laughs> we put our heads together and came up with the 10 toughest Blackhawks of all time. And we're not talking about the biggest goons or the best fighters. We're talking about overall toughness. Are some of these guys goons? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are some of these guys not? Also, yes. Greg, you tabulated the results. Why don't you talk the our beautiful CHGO Blackhawks audience through the process? Well, we we decided it's the off season and and ranking. We've been talking all about kind of rankings the last few days. And if you like rankings, just stick around for the next few days. Yep, it's gonna be lots of things ranked in the CHGO world. Um, so we decided to pick t- tough guys. What we did is all three of us ranked, gave our one through ten list. And I tabulated like a point total. So anybody that got first place vote got 10 points, nine points for second, third, eight, so-and-so down the list. So I took all three lists and came uh, upon a cumulative score and then took the top 10 from that list. Uh, Our lists were similar in the top three or four. And then once we got to like the seven, eight, nine, 10, we got some interesting names on there, so we could also talk at the end of guys we nominated that didn't make the list or where we nominated certain guys. So this is a collaborative effort between the three of us on a very non-scientific formula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, based on personal opinion. Yeah, that's what lists are, right? Right. Opinions. These are our opinions. Um, so like them if you want to. Don't if you don't. 
There you go. Sounds like a plan. All right, let's kick it off. Yeah, let's let's get number going. ten. We got to get back on the course. Let's go. Yeah. On our list of toughest Blackhawks, good old number seven, Brent Seabrook. Yep. Yep. I like to say that Brent Seabrook left pieces of himself on the United Center ice every game because you talk about a guy who was willing to block shots, finish checks, absorb checks to make plays. Uh, the guy just did it all. And, oh, yeah, he was still a great defenseman and a pretty good puck mover and scorer of his own. Yeah. Uh, Brent Seabrook, top to bottom, just a badass. Yeah, a, a guy that was heart and soul of a lot of those Blackhawks teams, um, defensively you know, responsible, big bruiser, could punch you in the face, uh, block a shot, lay a big hit, score a big goal, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I, I, I had him uh, on my list uh, for sure. Like, you can't make a list of, of toughest Blackhawks without without listing him. And, you know, if his body led him, I think he would have still played out most of the, the contract that he had left. But Only one year left on that. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, he's, he's a guy that wanted to grind it out, wanted to be, you know, continue to be that, you know, that warrior to play through everything. But body catches up with you. But, yeah, absolutely one of the toughest guys to play. Yeah, I mean, when you look at – what ended his career i mean they literally basically said you need to have surgery on your entire body everything mm-hmm. yeah. both shoulders your hip your core muscle be RoboCop now. like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna invent body parts just so you could go have surgery on it um but when i think of tough i when, when i was thinking of this category it wasn't just about does this guy like to punch dudes in the face is, is this guy a fighter um you know brent seabrook he played a bruising style he played a very physical style that was part of his game and he did it all the time he played 15 seasons in the nhl he played 78 or more games meaning missing four games or fewer in 12 of those 15 seasons to me that's tough how many nights especially after the three cup wins after post 2015 how many nights did he have to like literally tape himself together to get out there and play at a high level yeah. probably more than he lost count of or will ever yeah. know well the other thing too about seabrook is we could talk about physical toughness and we're going to of course but the mental toughness thing too where never did the moment seem to get to brent seabrook that was a guy who when there was a moment he would rise to it mm-hmm. overtime game 7 2013 against detroit jonathan taves in that same series flipping out in the penalty box, and Brent Seabrook's one who goes in there and says, hey, numbnuts, suck it up, let's go. We need you if we're going to win this series. Kind of turned the whole thing around, got Jonathan Taze back yeah. to where he needed to be and, and stop freaking out, stop having a temper, temper tantrum, and come out and be our captain again. That was Brent Seabrook who led it. And if you talk to guys on that team, Jonathan Taze wore the C. He was the captain. He was the lead by example guy. Seabrook was the dude always talking in the locker room, always talking on the bench. He was really the vocal and spiritual leader of that team. Yeah. Yep. I believe the direct quote in the penalty box was, stop being a pudwack. Was yeah, that I, believe, I believe that's what he said. Yeah. I so, yeah. <laughs> was it called yes. uh, the lip reading uh, videos? Oh, Bad yeah. lip reading? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop being a pudwack. Don't be a pudwack. Johnny. Or they're going to make fun of you on a podcast in 10 years. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it worked out. And uh, Brent Seabrook, one of my all-time favorite Blackhawks. Yep, There's no doubt argue about with that. All right, number nine. Should let you announce this one. It's your guy. It's my guy, Steve Larmer. Gramps, the ninth toughest Blackhawk <laughs> of all time. Um, many reasons. 
first and foremost, he played 891 games for the Blackhawks in a row. Yeah. Never missed a game in, let's see, 11 straight seasons, including one season in 92-93 where they played 84 regular season Just games. Just for fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he played two more. <laughs> and he played throughout the 80s, not missing a game. If you weren't around for 1980s hockey... It's a different guest <laughs> altogether. Like those Minnesota North Star. Like, look up the St. Patrick's Day Massacre. Yeah. Look up Blackhawks North Stars fights. Like that was every night. Yeah. And Steve Larmer, great goal scorer, scored over forty multiple times. Played on a line. You know, played with Dennis Savard and Al Secord. Those two guys. They did score a goal and then beat the piss out of yeah. you. Not necessarily with fists, but just tough as nails Steve Larmer needs to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame it's, already. It's, it's insane that he's not to, to play eleven to play the entire nineteen eighties essentially without missing a game and playing the way he did and yeah. produce. A true power forward in the in the sense of the way we think of it now. I, mm-hmm. there was an era there for a while where you had your Todd Bertuzzi's and just giant, not that Bertuzzi didn't have skill, right. but you know what I mean. Larmer was the kind of guy who, not the biggest guy in the world he by any means. super undersized for yeah. that, or only 5'11". But fearless. Yep. Fearless going to the net, fearless standing in front, fearless redirecting pucks, and could score with the best of them. A great player. And when we talked to distorted Bernie Nichols, he he said, we said, why is he not in the Hall of Fame yet? And he said, I c- couldn't tell you. Yeah. There's, there's no reason for it, and uh, hopefully... I, I hate to say this stuff, but you see, like, what's happening with Steve McMichael, right? Like, you want these people to have their moment while they're still here. Not that Steve Larmer is old or anything, but damn it, the guy deserves it. Yeah. Find me, have, has anyone found anyone who's made an argument against Steve Larmer's Hall of Fame chances? I don't know. I don't get it. Because there's got, not one. He's got, the, he's got the Stanley Cup. He won it with the Rangers. Yeah. He won the Calder with the Blackhawks. Again, he was the league's Iron Man holder for, for a while. Just constant, and then and all those years with the Hawks, those eleven years without missing a game, was consistent as hell. And an over point per game player. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. What is the missing qualification? I don't know. Oh yeah. He, Never he, played he, for the Maple Leafs, I guess. <laughs> Check, yeah, he checks all the boxes for for a, a Hall of Fame resume, and yeah, I mean, it's, you, you talk about the. The the ability to be an Iron Man through the '80s in that in that generation of hockey like that is that is something to uh, to behold. So if, for sure, if Steve Larmer had that 11 year run with the Canadians or the Maple Leafs, you're damn right he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. you'd think being on the Hawks and Rangers would be enough, but apparently not. So I'm looking at the uh, similarity scores here on uh, Hockey Reference, which they do on all their profiles. So through 15 years, the comps are Joe Mullen, Hall of Famer. Logan Couture probably will be. Dino Cicerelli, Hall of Famer. Vincent Domfus is not. Dave Anderchuk is a Hall of Famer. Norm Ullman is a Hall of Famer. Ron Francis is a Hall of Famer. Peter Sikora is not. Jason Arnett, probably not. Patrice Bergeron, absolutely. If you want to do it for career, Rod Gilbert, Hall of Fame. Logan Couture will be. Joe Mullen, Peter Sikora, Matt Duchesne, Thomas Vanek. That's surprising. Daryl Sittler. Hall of Fame, Dino Cicerelli, Hall of Fame, Vincent Domfus, and Brad Richards. There's my point. You put Daryl Sittler on the Blackhawks, and you put Steve Larmer on the Maple Leafs. Oh, God. Forget Steve Larmer's in the Hall of Fame, and Daryl Sittler's yeah. not. Yep. Well, that's oh. frustrating. All right. Anyway, that's a whole other show that we've probably already done. Uh, <laughs> number eight on the list. 
one of the most intelligent and well-spoken hockey people you'll ever see. But back when he played, he would end you, thus to nickname <laughs> the Grim Reaper, Stu Grimson. Yeah. Now we're talking goons. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have him on my list. Uh, I had some recency bias on, on my list. But sure. I mean, this guy went from being a hockey goon to a, a practicing lawyer. Yep. <laughs> which surprised yeah. the hell out of me. When they had him on, when, the, when they first started bringing him on the NHL network, they, I believe they first brought him on as like their legal analyst. Yeah. And then he evolved into being a, a game analyst too. And I remember having him do like a, wait, what? Yeah. That's Stu Grimson take, yeah. and he's a lawyer? Yeah. Wow. That shocked me. But uh, yeah, Stu Grimson was a, uh, not a guy you wanted to piss off back in the day. 729 games, 2,113 penalty minutes. His max penalty minutes with the Hawks, 234 penalty minutes in 54 games in 1991-92. His ultimate career high was 235 in 72 games with the LA Kings in 2000-2001. So the rare enforcer and true goon that really had a long hockey career, 729 games. It's a long long time to be you know, playing that physical and playing that kind of role. But, yeah, I mean, he was a guy that, that – that could do it could could do it well enough to because you know sometimes you get guys that go in and are physical and, and and fight but they're not guys that intimidate they just go out and do it just because someone has to do it he's a guy that in, had that intimidation factor uh when he was out on the ice so definitely has to be on this kind of list i mean one of the best nicknames in sports oh yeah oh yeah the grim reaper uh, what do they call him that they don't call me Grim Reaper for nothing. Right. right. Watch two shifts. Just, just look at his career line. That's all you need to know. 729 games, 17 goals, 39 points, 2,100. Yep. Like, and never had more than seven points in a single season. Not my job. Yeah. Someone else's job. Yeah. His career high was three goals and seven points while playing all 82 games for the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in 97-98. All right. Well, those numbers pale in comparison to the next guy on our list coming in number seven mike peluso (laughs) him of the long hair of the mullet he played three seasons with chicago really basically two uh in 09 i'm sorry 1990-91 320 penalty minutes in 53 games seven points in 91-92 63 games with the hawks 408 <laughs> penalty minutes. Still the franchise record for the most penalty, penalty minutes, minutes in one yeah. season. That's no work to no do. That's and no one's even close. No one's no one's beating that ever. He's one and two, isn't he? Yeah. With those two so. seasons? Yeah. yeah. It's in, in incredible, uh, <laughs> incredible accomplishment for penalty minutes in a season. And it's not even a full season. He no. did that in 63 games. Yeah. Uh, let, let's do the math real quick. I'm going to pull out the old trusty calculator. 408 about, divided by 63. Seven? He averaged six and a half penalty minutes a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a major plus That's a game. A, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a one fight and a, and a hooking penalty per game. Right. He'd hook a guy, get over here, and start punching him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Get, yeah. over get over here. Only pummel exactly. you for five minutes. Look at this crazy, though. He went to the Ottawa Senators in 92-93 after the Hawks and scored 15 goals <laughs> while having 318 penalty <laughs> minutes. Just think of what he could have done if he was only in the box for like 150. And he yeah, was right. Minus 35. <laughs> Mike Peluso, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. If you never watched Mike Peluso play, now you understand. Yep. Yes. And then his cousin, younger cousin, also Mike Peluso, played a few years later to confuse the living hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy is not punching as many people. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number six on the list. 
Number four in your program, number one in your hearts, Nicholas Jalmerson. Not a fighter, but a guy who will get, if the puck is moving, he will get in front of it. Mm -hmm. Fearless. Absolutely fearless. And again, not a guy who was huge by any means. Not the kind of guy like you, you know, you used to see Craig Ludwig with the Dallas Stars with the giant shin pads. Yeah. You know, just his only job was blocking shots. Nicholas Jalmerson was a great player that Scotty Bowman, I can say that name, compared to Nicholas Lidstrom. Yeah. It was just a shot blocking machine, a dynamite defender, just a great all around player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys that can, uh, you know, do that, uh, have that ability to sacrifice their body night after night after night um it's you know it's it, it takes a, a not only a physical toughness but a, a mental toughness as well to take a slap shot right off your shin you know you're hobbling on the ice puck goes back to the guy that just hit you and he's winding up again to be like all right here we go again yep. and to do it again and uh, you know to do it without hesitation yeah Jalmerson was was that kind of crazy and you know he, he didn't get in a lot of fights put his body on the line to block shots and also you know for for not being the biggest bruising guy he laid some strong hits and he played a strong game um so i i one of the the underrated guys of that cup run is uh of the 2010s was was Jalmerson and you know defensively you always could rely on him um and yeah just to be able to to play the style that he did the way that he did for the length that he did because after he left the Hawks he still did it in 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 Arizona too um and and you know he might be a guy that's going to need some uh some maybe a walking cane when he's 50 but he did it, uh, you know, willingly, and he did it to help those Blackhawks teams win those three Stanley Cups. And you know, we, we had a debate yesterday about number 10 uh, being retired or anything like that. I, I don't know if they'll ever retire number four, but if they do, it might be for a few players, and Jalmerson might be the leading candidate. Yeah, well, Bobby Orr, Bobby too. Orr. <laughs> yeah, well, who's Seth Jones is going to get it retired. He's going to be amazing. I mean, who had the more illustrious Blackhawks run, Bobby Orr or Nicholas Chalmerson? Mm. It's tough. Bobby Orr didn't do a whole lot of running when he was here. <laughs> he, he left his knees in Boston. I love that Tony Bennett song. Yeah, <laughs> left my knees in Boston. Um, <laughs> we had Marion Hosa in the studio. Remember that day? That was I a do. lot of Let's fun. Let's live in that time. And. I was able to nervously stumble through a question to Marion Hosa, <laughs> staring did. at his greatness, and I asked him. I said, "Okay, we, your name is going. Your name is the first going up in the, into the rafters. Your number is the first of many from that group. You know, we all know Kane, Taves, Keith, Seabrook. They're all going to be there with you one day. But who's the guy that you th- thought didn't get enough credit during that run? And he didn't even take a second to think about it. Didn't hesitate. Said Nicholas Jarmelson. Yeah, that's all I need to know." Yeah, a guy who's that respected. Yeah, he's obviously right I used to, to that name. I always used to joke. Obviously, Jarmelson being from Sweden, I, I used to joke nearly every game. There is no way that he was made at IKEA because he is he <laughs> does not break. <laughs> he's you know, not press on us exactly. Uh, and yeah, just maybe one of the most underrated Blackhawks of all time. And you could probably make the argument underrated hockey players of all time. Yeah. He didn't get the due that he deserved because the Blackhawks had so many great mm-hmm. – because of Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, those guys got out of glory, and he said, screw it, I'm going to go – I'm going to get muck up in the mud and get dirty, and I'm good with that. 
He didn't want any of that. He didn't want to be the yeah. guy. He, he didn't have to be. He just went out and did his job and and showed up after 60 minutes with all kinds of different colored bruises all over his body. Yeah. You wonder like what... Swedish flag, a lot of blue and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit you of wonder, purple, probably. You too. wonder what uh, Jalmerson's legacy and, and lore with the Blackhawks would be if those offsetting penalties weren't called at the end of the third period yeah. uh, in the Detroit uh, game seven against Detroit and his goal with like a minute and a half left Should in the game been. counted. It, it could been. could have been a completely different uh, narrative around he him. He got an offset in penalty for allowing himself to be tackled at the, the Red yeah. Wings bench. I still... Way to go, Brandon Saad. I still don't know yeah. why that happened. So dumb. Uh, yeah, terrible call at a terrible time. Yeah. It was. And he's not a guy that ever showed a lot of emotion, but man, was he pissed after that. He almost chucked his yeah. stick. And rightfully so. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. Yeah. He did two years later. He did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a summer sunny side Friday. I hope you're having a great Friday. I know we are here on our much cooler CHGO studios here on Friday than it was on Thursday. Yeah, that it's was a ridiculous. lot cooler today than it is yesterday. Yeah, my clothes I wore yesterday are still stuck to me. That's all Yeah, I couldn't take them off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sunnyside is your home for judgment free cannabis shopping, a place for all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunny said has everything you need to elevate your summer. And you know who made us feel good this week, my friends? Bears quarterback Tyler Bagent. He lit up whoever it was the Bears played. The Colts. Sure. Last week, my friends. So there you have it. He's our feel-good player of the week. But Sunnyside is your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. No matter where you are on your cannabis jersey journey, Hockey on the mind. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program. Sunnyside Rewards is very easy to use. It's amazing. And, uh, hey, check out the one in Wrigleyville. I've been to the one in Schaumburg. They're all great. They've got a ton all over. And their house of brands is second to none. I've talked a lot about Mindy's and Good News. Those are my two favorite brands. But I've heard awesome stuff about Floracal. Born on the West Coast, Floracal Farms is committed to rigorous pheno hunting and small batch cultivation practices that yield only the best results. Flour is always hand trimmed and expertly cared for to ensure only the best flour, vapes, gummies, and pre-rolls go to market. And through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but you don't have to be a new customer. Anyone can use that code CHGO25. So pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Also, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just about to say. Also, Sunnyside has released a new live resin joint out that just came out. Oh. So if anyone's interested in live resin. Do you have some here? Not, not here, no. Not in the workplace. Good for you, Sarah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right, Greg, you can go. sponsor. <laughs> Did that sound uh, believable? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Great. That's All what right. I was going for. Hey, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? Surely. Could be. Well, if you are, then we've got some fantastic news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has joined the CHGO team. And they've got this thing over there called the Ray Price Promise. Have you heard about this? It's a guarantee that the price you will see online <laughs> is the price you're going to pay when you go into the dealership. 
We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership. Same things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? Yeah, right. And in most cases, the answer will be no. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying some garbage like the price online included these limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price even lower than what you saw online. As one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy track models available <coughs> starting at $21,495. That sounds like a heck of a price for a brand new vehicle. Oh, yeah. And now, through August 31st, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus put no money down, and best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads at Ray Chevrolet. All right, recapping number 10 through number 6 of our top 10 Blackhawks tough guys. Number 10 was Brent Seabrook. Number 9, Steve Larmer. Number 8, Stu Grimson. Number 7, Mike Peluso. Number 6, Nicholas Jalmerson. And coming in at number 5 was a guy that I was scared of as a child. <laughs> Dave Manson. I really had that name. That's a, <laughs> that's a, it's a name to invoke some fear. He was a scary looking dude. Yeah. And I recall um, this story from Jeremy Roenick's book. I can actually read this little excerpt. You should check it out for yourself. Mike Keenan had determined that Dave Manson was responsible for everything wrong with the Blackhawks. <laughs> Manson had his skates unlaced and his jersey off when Keenan began unloading on him with this verbal barrage. Manson snapped. He stood, yanked off his shoulder pads, and th flung them across the locker room, just missing Keenan as he ducked out of the way. That was merely the first salvo of Manson's attack. As the pads were launched, Manson began running in his skates, directly at Keenan. Keenan fled out the door with Manson on his tail. We all scurried to the door to witness the outcome. You can imagine how effing comical it was to see Keenan sprinting down a hallway in the bowels of the Chicago Stadium with Manson in determined pursuit. As he chased Keenan, sparks were leaping off Manson's skates as the blade scraped against the cement. If Manson hadn't lost his balance while trying to run on skates, he might have pummeled Keenan. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Um, Dave Manson, man, he played for a long time, a lot of different teams, and could score some goals every once in a while. Not a bad like, player. He had a couple of seasons of over f of 15 goals he had as a, a defenseman. Yeah. Shot. Mm -hmm. and he was involved in some pretty big trades in Blackhawk history. He had two stints with the Hawks. He was traded to Edmonton for a guy named Steve Smith, who turned out to be pretty good for Love the Hawks. Steve. Yeah. That was, Damn it. That was a good – you didn't put him on the list. There's a couple I left off as we're yeah. doing the show. Yeah. What the, we'll, we'll, we'll fix our mistakes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he was reacquired from the Montreal Canadiens uh, seven years later in, in part of the Jocelyn Thibault trade. Yep. Nice. Uh, and then eventually – uh, two years after that, sent to the Dallas Stars in a trade that got the Blackhawks uh, 
Kevin Dean and Derek Plant, who are oh, now wow. both yeah. on the coaching staff. How about that? I love I love things like that. Yeah, that, those, those, are, those fun, are my favorite. Fun little nuggets. But Dave Manson, you may know his son Josh uh, yep. of the Avalanche. Not the same type of player. Not that Josh isn't a tough guy. He's still pretty tough. Josh is a tough guy, a but his way. dad was a psychopath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a difference. In yeah. a good way. I mean that as a term of endearment. Dave yeah. Manson was, was a monster on the ice. So 86 through 91. That's his first stint with the Hawks. 146, 185, 352, 301, 191. Those are the penalty minutes for Dave Manson as a Blackhawk. 352. Yeah. Definitely earned his spot on this list. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a way and to just do it. a scary looking dude. Yeah. Just hey, had that look in, in his in eye. In hockey, part of the intimidation is the look. Yeah, he definitely would have been a guy that if he decided to become an actor instead of a hockey player, he would have been like one of the guys at Leatherface's house in the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> oh, Massacre. He would have been at the dinner table. Yeah, he would have been one of, he would have been one of those dudes. <laughs> uh, 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 I hate that. Uh, I hate that scene. Oh, my God. So creepy. Yikes. All right. Uh, number four on our list of toughest Blackhawks. This guy was a hell of a player, too. Mm-hmm. Al Secord. Yep. Yep. 766 NHL games, 2,093 penalty minutes, but oh yeah, 273 goals, including a 54-goal season for the Hawks in 82-83. You could argue that Al Secord is the best player on this list. Uh, yeah. You could argue. You could, ar- you could, you could have argue an argument it. about that, yeah. You'd, you'd probably be wrong, but you'd well, definitely Larmer. argue it. All right, yeah. Larmer's probably better. Yeah, but they were line mates for a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they were... Old, what was that the, the the party line? Was that the party line or the Clyde? No, it was the party line. Clydesdale line was a different line. Yeah. yeah. Wonder how those guys got that nickname. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, back to back seasons for the Hawks <laughs> in '82, and then again in '44 and '54 goals. I mean, scored 99 well, goals. Yeah. In while two seasons while putting up triple digit uh, penalty. Yeah, yeah. The year he scored 44 goals. 303 penalty minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> and a lot of that was because he was literally Dennis Savard's personal bodyguard. Protector. If you, you and went, put up 40 points. Yeah. Or 40 goals. So, like, imagine if he wasn't, if he was on the ice for another 308 minutes that season. He probably would have had 60 <laughs> goals. Yeah. It's amazing and to think about And he now f- he's a commercial airline pilot. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, but he was for a while. Yeah, United, I believe. Like, long-time airline mm-hmm. pilot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, well, for years, if I, anytime I was flying, I'd always check in the cockpit when you get Hope on the plane him. to say, is, is LC Cord in there? <laughs> I'd have been like, this is so cool. LC Cord's flying me somewhere. Yeah. But I have yet to see him. But, All right. Uh, number three, uh, one of the, bla- the first Blackhawk on the list, the only Blackhawk on the list, to have his number retired so far. For now. Number three comes in at number three, Keith Magnuson. Fitting, yeah. I mean, he he's he's one of those guys from that that past era, that '60s '70s era that was just like, again, kind you know, heart and soul of of a Blackhawks team. Not because he was the best player, uh, not because he was the most skilled, the highest goal scorer, but because he was the guy that just had everybody uh, on the same page. And was a guy that was going to go up, go out there, and stand up for all, all of his teammates. And you know, you see all the the highlight packages of him that the Blackhawks put out there. You know, the the warm up videos and all this, the hype videos and all this stuff. Every time you see Keith Magison number three, his jersey's halfway teared off, his face is all bloody, and he's punching somebody in the face. Like, you know, I, I remember going to a couple of my first Blackhawks games. 
uh, with, with my dad and stuff. And then he would always point out like, oh yeah, there's Magnuson. He was always fighting. Um, it's just one of those guys that I, I made sure to put on my list because not only of the history of him being a tough guy, tough guy, but because of how well he did it in that era. Yeah. He, he was a consummate teammate. Everybody loved him. I mean, he also had a, a, a personality that people gravitated. People to. loved him. Um, yep. You know, and, and for a guy to have his number retired f- by a team that he only scored 14 goals for, that tells you something. I don't know how good of a defenseman he was. He played before I was born. You know, he retired when I was one years old. My dad and my parents were season ticket holders through much of the 70s. That was one of my dad's favorite players. Everybody loves him. Every, you know, he was uh, in the off season. He worked for Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola would just send him to events because they know people would want to go because Keith Magnuson's there. Yeah. And there's a lot of great stories out there by Keith Magnuson. Uh, there's one that, like, uh, I was told from somebody who was uh, around at the time uh, where he was. He left a Christmas party, had a few pops at a Christmas party, left a Christmas party from the city, and by the time he got to the Deerfield Toll Plaza, he was wearing only the necktie. Everything else was gone. <laughs> Different time, my friend. It was, it was, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a Blackhawks legend for a reason, and and it's got to do with with the fighting and the, and protecting your teammates, but just you know, tough guy on the ice and big teddy bear off the ice. Yeah. Should be noted too, he is the founder of the Blackhawks Alumni Association. Yep, uh, and they provide uh, high school scholarships and uh, take care of other alumni. Yeah. you know, for those former Hawks that. Fallen hard times, whatever the alumni association is there to pick them up. I believe it was him and Good. Cliff Cor- Cliff Coral were the two that yeah. started that. I actually yeah. have a quote from my book here from Cliff Coral says, "What I think Maggie would most want to be known for is the Blackhawks Alumni Association, which is the greatest lasting legacy with the team. Not all players were fortunate enough to have college degrees like we did." So our motto back then was players helping players. He gave everything he had, every minute of the day, to the logo, to the cause, to the players, to his friends, to his teammates. This is Dale Talon. There was nothing he wouldn't do for them, nothing. I've never heard him say no to anybody. He was just so generous with his time, almost to a fault. So there you go. Keith Magnuson, uh, former Hawks captain, uh, truly uh, the embodiment of when Chicago people talk about what it means to be a Blackhawk. He's one of them. Yeah. Yep. Gone Absolutely. way too soon. And I think uh, number two on this list would qualify as that as well. Yep. Uh, just including his uh, transition to the actual logo, Chris Chelios, <laughs> who is yep. every day that goes by, looks more and more like the logo. He's number two on our list mm-hmm. of toughest Blackhawks. And anyone that watched him play knows exactly why. You will see Chris Chelios anywhere because he's been cloned. <laughs> it's striking how small he is. Yeah. yeah, he's not a big dude. Like, how did that guy play that game? The way he played, it's unbelievable. Because he was a freaking badass. Yeah. Like, you'd think, for a guy who was a three-time Norris Trophy winner, uh, maybe the best American-born player until Patrick Kane was born. Yeah. Right? Um, for all the accomplishments he's had, for his wonderful, super long career, he played 10 years with Detroit. After the Hawks said he was too old to play for the Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Played 26 NHL seasons. 26, 26 seasons. 26. And was not like a total complete waste of space at the end. Like no. his career could rent a car. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's true. But yeah. he was just, I mean, not only was he a shutdown stud defenseman. There were years where he led the Hawks in scoring, mm-hmm. probably led them in penalty minutes several He's times. The franchise leader in penalty minutes. And if you got in his face or anyone's face, he was the first guy there. 
And there's very few people when Chelly would drop the gloves that I would pick in a fight over Chelios. Because mm-hmm. when he engaged, look out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a defenseman, in an era where you didn't get a lot of offense from your defenseman, uh, I mean, b- with the Blackhawks, he had 56 points, 73 points, 60 points, 72 points while racking up 200 penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of those were the, the – like, he was the guy the first to drop the gloves. Yeah. He'd be the guy that jumps in the middle of the pile and pulls guys off. I mean, when you when you get a chance to meet Chris Chelios and, and, and have a conversation with him face-to-face close up, you could just see, like, the war wounds oh, right yeah. there. Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. I was I Chelios was number one on my list. Okay. I voted him number one, so it was not a unanimous number one. I had him number um, number one. You guys both had him number two, um, but to me, he was the toughest guy in Blackhawks history for what he did with the Hawks, how long he played here, and then just when you throw in twenty six years yeah. at a high level. Yeah. To uh, talk about guys, <laughs> we talked about Seabrook having to duct tape himself to get on the ice for some of those late seasons. I mean, I can't even imagine what Chelios had to go through. And when you talk about, you know, the 90s and the 80s when the, you know, team doctors, the medical staffs weren't <laughs> a little as different. sophisticated as yeah. they are now. They didn't have as many options available to them to help them stay healthy. You know, the, there was no nutrition. There was no dietitian. There was no treadmill anywhere. <laughs> well, I remember he would take this, the, the exercise bike into the sauna. Yeah, don't do that. That's <laughs> wanting to die. Yeah, that's I mean, he had to sweat out the night before sure. many times, but sure. the morning man, before. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's crazy. To it's, I, uh, imagine that. Imagine writing it. I mean. I was just about to say, I go in the sauna too, like after a workout. Yeah. He would. Were, he, he would, would take the bike take into the, bike the sauna in with the him. Sauna. That's yeah. that's like riding really an exercise dangerous. bike yesterday. Yeah, that's really yeah. dangerous. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's borderline psychotic. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. It's, no, thank you. It's, it's it's not recommended by most doctors to do that. Yeah, I mean, doctors recommend not doing that. Don't do yeah. that. And the other doctor is Dr. Chelios. Is uh, <laughs> dead. It's dead. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it in that era to to play that way. Um, and like you said, Jay, like, you know, be, being around the team, being around, you know, he hangs around the team a little bit. We've crossed paths with him before. And not the biggest guy. And, you know, I, yeah, as you get older, you, you know, you kind of lose some. Yeah, he probably played lose bigger. some muscle mass yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's, of you know, a guy who still definitely is, is, is working out and taking care of himself. But it's it, it you, you go back to that mental toughness to willingly play that way because he could he could have been a guy that only focused on being this be you know focused on skills and let the other guys on the team focus on the physicality but he did both yep. and he did it at such a high level and uh it's it's something that if if those like the numbers you were putting up like 50 points 60 points 70 points as a defenseman in today's game you're like wow that's pretty good you know, and in that age where that wasn't the role of the defenseman, yeah, absolutely not to then do that and also be one of the, if not the toughest guy on your roster, it's incredible. It's it shows you how many great defensemen played during his career. The fact that he only won three Norris trophies, really, <laughs> he should have won a lot. I more. mean, he I mean, played he won in. with Montreal and he won two with the Hawks. But you know, those late '80s, you had guys like Paul Coffey. You know, Ray Bork was around, yeah. and then in the '90s and 2000s, his teammate Nicholas Lindstrom. There was just they were just handing him the award every year, right, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, seriously, but it's it's shocking that he only won three Norris trophies. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing Chris. Uh, at the Pearl Jam shows in a few days. We gotta, sure out. We gotta get him in here one day. We do. Yeah. I would well, love to just have I, him tell stories. Chris, think, your thoughts. Yeah. I think there's uh, 
we should should press that button a couple times. Yeah. Still bothers me, and I know I would say like as a Hawks fan, the Rone trade broke my heart the most because that was my guy back then. Chelly, but the Chelly hurt more to the me. The more time that goes by, it's like sinful that he did not finish his career as a Hawk, a Chicago kid, all that stuff. Would like he have finished his career in the same timeline. Yeah, I playing, mean, playing yeah, he should never should have left. <laughs> yeah, because he finished with the Wolves. Yeah. Uh, but he never should have left the Blackhawks. Yeah. You know, and who knows if he would have played as long had he stayed. Maybe they would have given him one more contract and he would have retired. So maybe ultimately for him, those 10 extra years. It's crazy to think he played longer in Detroit than he did in Chicago. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's shameful. It's, it's shameful. I'm sorry. Like, say what oh, we yeah, want about letting Kane go and Taves go. Like, whatever. But... Neither of those guys have 10 years. Maybe Kane does. Still. I don't know. But we'll see how that hip is. But, yeah, but yeah I, 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 I would agree. If, if you could have the hindsight of, like, you're going to get, you know, another five, six, seven quality years out of him and, you know, a couple decent seasons after that into his 40s in the NHL, why not keep him around? Yeah. 2005, right. one, oh, yeah, one, yeah. one amazing stat before yep. we wrap up with our guy Chris. 2005-2006 with the Red Wings. He played 81 games at age 44 and then played four more seasons after that. It's wild. It's in- insane. I, uh, I, uh, I booted up NHL 2002 a couple weeks ago and I undid some of the wrongs of the Blackhawks. I put Roenick <laughs> back on. I put Chelios <laughs> back on, all that stuff. Man, I cut my friend. And uh, I put Chelios on the Blackhawks. Uh, did the did did one season, and then he retired, and I was like, "Wait, no, you're supposed to play another eight years." <laughs> what the hell? Old, buddy? What are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna reveal number one la- uh, next, but also probably uh, some guys we missed. I know I missed a couple. Yeah. Um, and you know we make these things. You're like trying to go through everyone in the history of the game. You're gonna forget some, but I have uh, one was already sort of revealed, and another one that is a huge whiff by me. So we'll get to that and number one coming up next but first we want to tell you about our friends at goose island yeah goose island uh they are the proud beer sponsors of us here at chgo and they have been chicago's beer since 1988 and uh, i can tell you right now the goose islands are going down nice and smooth out there at uh, cog hill at our golf event going on right now we got to get back to that pretty soon so we yeah, should wrap up. up here in a couple yeah. minutes golf carts idling outside we're, yeah we're slow playing a little bit today yeah the group behind us is going to get real pissed Brutal. uh but hey they can uh, they can enjoy a couple goose islands while they wait you can have the goose ipa the six-time medal winner at the great american beer fest always in style with the citrus aroma and bold hop finish of course, you got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You got the tropical beer hug, the dry hopped Imperial IPA that is a 9.9 ABV and dangerously easy to drink. And you got the golden cans of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of Goose Island's beer roster. And they got, of course, their delicious seasonals. You got summertime uh, shandies, and soon we will be into the Oktoberfest season. So you can get all these beers and more ultra fresh exclu- brewery exclusive beers uh, at their two Chicago locations. You can go to the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can come to our neck of the woods uh, here in the West Loop. You can go to their tap room on Fulton Street. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Hey, you know where you can get some uh, Goose Island beer when you're on the go? Where? At our friends 
at Circle K. We are very excited to be partnering with Circle K here at CHGO. Check out your local Cir- Circle K for the best coffee, beer, including Goose Island, and snack selection along with your premium gas for your automobile that you hopefully bought from Ray Chevy. Look out for <laughs> freebies and giveaways down the road. Uh, don't forget, you know, you go to Circle K, you're going to get your favorite road trip snacks, you're going to get your pops, your real pops, maybe your adult pops, whatever you want. You're going to get great deals, and they've got locations all over the Chicagoland area, uh, area, so make sure you stop in at Circle K. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Do that. All right, should we do our regrets first, or should we do our number one first? Uh, let's do the number one, and then we can go, I'm an idiot, why? <laughs> uh, all right, number one, probably not a surprise, the all-time NHL heavyweight champ, mm-hmm. number 24, Bob Probert. That was my number one. I kind of started backwards. Yeah. I plugged in number one and went from there, and uh, the best fighter, the f- most feared fighter, um, also a really good hockey player. Bob yeah. Probert could play. He could score. He was Bob Probert was a way better hockey player than he gets credit for. Yeah, another guy that had a memorable career with a lot of time split between Chicago and, and and Detroit. But yeah, I mean, you talk about some of the toughest players, not only to play for the Blackhawks, but just in the NHL in yeah. general. Bob Probert is always always on that list and uh i mean he's he's a guy that his the, his style of play the way he played the impact he had on the game in his in his career um not only was impactful in hockey but it transcended hockey into some you know he, he it, when when you can transcend out of hockey into pop culture you have something special and bob probert for the way he played for the style that he played he was able to, to to have that kind of impact. I mean, you, you talk about Bob Probert to people who are casual hockey fans. They've heard of him because of being the, one of the toughest, if not the toughest guy that's ever gone through the week. Yeah, I mean, we think about Probert as a Red Wing. He played so long there, but he only played 13 fewer games with the Hawks than he did with the Red Wings. So it's kind of an even split. Yeah, I had him number two on my list. Not, you know... You really can't go wrong with Chelsea. No, program. you're, you're good either I, way. I had him too, just because I think the last couple years of his run, he was more of a tough guy by reputation. Yeah, you know? he ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, the young and pup, will the young pup on the other team was going to try and make a name for himself by going after Probert, and he'd kind of do one of these, you know, paintbrush and yeah. hole in his <laughs> head. Um, so that's why I put him at number two. But when all time NHL tough guys, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. Um, you know, and he was a really good player. His first year with the Hawks, he, of course, he had to sit out a year for suspension. But his first season with the Hawks, he had 19 goals and 40 points while racking up 237. And that points. was in the clutchy, grabby era. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he had a couple seasons of over 20 goals with the Red Wings. And it's pretty crazy to imagine for about three and a half years, number one and number two on our list were teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, hey, if Chelios doesn't kill you, Probert will. Yeah, exactly. Like, someone's going right. to get you. Those yeah. teams had other tough guys, too. Um, Probert, though, was an all-star. Two times in his career was top 10 in shooting percentage. Um, and what you say, too, about, like, always having to fight the up-and-coming guy, towards the end, he started he, – he wouldn't win every fight anymore because, A, he's like, I'm so effing tired of doing this. Yeah. And – you would have these kids come up trying to make a name for themselves, given everything they had to just go up against a champ. 
And he, like you said, he would hold an arm out there and he'd take some and make some. But the thing about Proby when he dropped the gloves was he knew he had to eat some to win. And you'd see early on some guys getting an edge, and then he would just get that arm straight, mm-hmm. and it was over. There was a fight with him and Ty Domi. There were two. When he was on the Red Wings and Domi was with the Rangers, the rematch is one where he's got Domi stretched out. Domi's bent over, leaning forward, and Probert's just boom, boom, uppercut, 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 uppercut. Over, I think, maybe like 12 to 15 times, <laughs> and the camera turns, and Domi is laughing. Because Domi had a head of concrete. Right, yeah. He just could not hurt the guy. No. But Proby's just giving him everything he's got over and over again, and Domi just looks up and he's laughing. Man, th- it was a different game back different then. Different breed, yeah. And that dude, Domi too, like, you talk about guys who can just take a beating and keep on going. Mm-hmm. Well, but man, Probert, when he, in Detroit, and he was influenced, make no mistake. Sure. That's why he had to sit out a season with the Hawks. When he went... When he when you got to Bob, it, you were done. Mm-hmm. It was over. It, you had no shot. And that team too yeah. had him and Joey Koser, and like that team was loaded with tough guys too. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a guy that literally gave up gave his life for the sport of hockey. True. Uh, and I recommend if you've never read Bob Probert's book, appropriately called Tough Guy. Yeah. It's a heartbreaking book. There's it's a, a heart wrench, and it it actually he wrote it. And it had to be completed after he died. Yeah. Um, it's a heartbreaking book. There's some great hockey stories in there, but like, unfortunately, like it starts off with him going through some of his health issues, and it's it's a tough read at times. But I, I highly recommend uh, you go find out his book, Tough Guy: My Life on the Edge. It's the perfect title. There is it. also a movie adaptation of it, a documentary rather, not a movie. Uh, tough guy, the Bob Probert story. I think it's on Amazon, and I see here that it's on. Um, what is it? Tubi. T U B I. Yeah, Tubi. I think it's on there too. But I know for sure if you have Amazon Prime, Tough Guy, the Bob Probert story is on there. And yeah, it is heartbreaking. And I, I used to, uh, when I was producing games at the Score, Bob kind of ended his career doing intermission reports and pre and post game. And to start, he was great. And he was bringing his kids with him, and it's a great time. And then kids stopped showing up and then bob would be late and then bob would come in like covered in sweat and i it was the first time in my career that i got to see one of my heroes like really the dark side of that i mean i knew you hear the stories but like to witness it that was really hard that was uh you know for a kid from the suburbs i didn't get to see that kind of stuff very often and to witness it from a guy respected and cheered for that that's the first hawks jersey i bought with my own money was bob probert so for me to watch that was that was tough. My uh, my favorite Bob Probert story that I witnessed, um, <clears throat> it was probably at the tail end of his career. It was probably when he was doing stuff with the score. Was at a game, uh, and this story is actually more funny now based on who's the center of it. Um, they had like a live interview with him in bet- like right after the period in the like arena. Uh, hey Bob, tell us what you thought about that game. And the first yeah. thing he says is, "Goes that Luke Richardson is a <laughs> female reproductive organ. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not out there." And he says this on like PA at the United Center. I don't think they ever did that segment again. But it's uh, kind of funny that it turned out to be that's the now the head coach of the uh, Blackhawks. I remember that. That's right. They, he did do that. Man, that's funny. It was probably the last time they put him on a live mic. Probably a good in, idea. In the, uh, in, in the PA system. Until they paid him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. Who are our misses? I didn't have Seabrook on my list. That was a major fail for me. Okay. I, I admit that. 
Um, the two guys I had on here that didn't make the top 10, uh, again, recency bias, uh, Jake McCabe, I had him on the list. Yeah. I mean, what we saw him with, you know, spinal surgery and he's yeah. out there. And then I also put Jared Tenorti on the list because that dude yeah. is tough as they get. Fighting with a uh, reconstructed face. Yeah. I had, yeah. I, I, have, I had McCabe at eight and Jared Tenorti at 10. Probably should have left one of those guys off for Brent Seabrook. Uh, my, I, uh, go ahead. I, I had a problem when I was in high school of misunderstanding assignments sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I haven't outgrown it completely. I misunderstood a little bit of the assignment and was focused a little bit more on guys that were more punchy than physically tough. I did still have guys like Chelios and Secord and Seabrook on there as well. Uh, but I did have John Scott and Brandon Bolig in place of Nicholas Armerson and, and I think rethinking it and maybe rereading the instructions, <laughs> I would definitely have Jalmerson on my personal list. That's the big miss for me. Uh, I mentioned Steve Smith. That's a guy who didn't fight often, but when he did, he never lost. And Glenn Hall. Yeah. Yeah. 508. 502 consecutive games in goal, goal sans helmet and yeah. played and played every second of those games yes. there was never a game where he gave up four in the third first period and they pulled him he played every second of those it's an easy paycheck games. being Glenn Hall's backup yeah <laughs> it was basically free season tickets yeah <laughs> best yeah. seat in the house that to me is a big miss because I think had I considered goalies Glenn Hall would be yeah that is probably top yeah three, I mean four. that's uh, how many times you think he's playing through an injury wow. you know and, and the risk factor of playing 500 straight games of goaltender without a mask, without the, the padding that they have now, uh, it's, that, that is a record. We talk about records that will never be broken. That is a record that will never be broken. Never no touched. Doubt. Yep. For, yeah, that is one of those professional sports records that no, no one's going to sniff it. Nobody plays five consecutive games anymore. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, that was fun. I yeah. hope everybody enjoyed that. A lot more of that sort of stuff coming up uh, next week on CHGO Blackhawks. Monday, are we skipping mailbag? Yeah, I think we're going to put mailbag to Yeah, to We're going to pause the mailbag for a week. Since we've got some rankings to discuss. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming we up next week. We could do mailbag Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And have, yeah. <laughs> we could have the same show five days in a row. There you go. Yeah, it's no fun. Nah. Love it. We'll pause <laughs> the mailbag. Um, we'll, give, we'll give the mailbag uh, a week off. It needs a maintenance yeah, we got to fix the seams. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been over you. It's been bursting <laughs> it's, for a while. Yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been very active this offseason. We'll give him a week off. All right, but we got a lot of cool stuff coming up next week. We know you're going to enjoy it. Make sure on your way out you smash that like button, subscribe to the YouTube page, leave us those five-star reviews. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast app. We're back Monday at 2 p.m. Thanks, Sarah, for running the show. All right, let's get back to the course on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.